0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast episode Episode. 429. Charlie here with you, Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. My assistant here, Lily, is literally right next to me. Usually she's kind of adjacent to me. Jason's been my word of like the last three weeks. I don't know if you caught that, Uh, but Lily is literally right next to me today. So always nice to have. The assistant here i was a little loud last night prevented me from taping last night but she's here hopefully not going to disrupt us bitch how you doing buddy
1: i am great i am tremendous it's, uh i don't know another it's another week in the summer um,
0: yeah absolutely
1: um was, i oh god i say was was able to procure a playstation 5 uh oh. so i don't I don't have an in-time possession yet, so I really don't kind of want to jinx it, but uh, yeah, got one through GameStop, so um, kind of an exciting, uh, an exciting thing. Uh, it's just one of those things where like when you're, it's almost like trying to buy like uh, concert tickets, you know, where it's like yep. you, alright, I have to be set to go, I have to have my payment methods ready and I'm going to get screwed here at some point, and oh, yep, it sold out. Oh, yep, sold out, and then I was able to, I guess, get lucky, and it seems like it's shipping, and um, should have it by, by the end of the week, hopefully.
0: Oh, well, we you know your weekend plans, uh, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, before we get start, before I wanted to talk to you about summer, um, let's talk about our show today, kind of a different show. Um, I'll be honest, you know, it's a little bit it's the first time really we're hitting a dog days. I think the first well, we do have a headline with Freddie Peralta maybe being hurt um, as we tape on Wednesday night for Thursday, but we don't know the status of that, so it's better not to speculate. Uh, we're going to do a ranking show. We'll call these the August rankings. We're going to rank the top five Packer teams to watch this season that you have to be in front of your TV. I'll set it all up. Top five teams that scare you the most – for the Milwaukee Brewers in the postseason, uh, we don't even need to say postseason; we can just say overall. Um, but we'll we'll just assume postseason might be a little bit over the top, but I'll knock on wood there if postseason happens. Let's just say, and then the top five Christmas Day slots, because I actually think there are good slots and bad slots with the NBA and Christmas Day. So I'm really fired up for this. Sure, there'll be a lot of hijinks as as we go on. But to your point about summer and you're like, yeah, summer's just wrapping down. I saw the meme this week where they're like, August is a Sunday of a month.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: thought about that. And I think like, A, I'm a little offended as someone who has an August birthday um, and now an August wedding anniversary. Um, but there is a little bit of truth to that where it's like, and I think there are Sunday months all over the place, right? Like, I think February is kind of a Sunday month in, their, in its own right. Because you're like, it's just kind of the, I'm waiting for the transition. Like, today was hot and we don't need to go over the weather because you and I, once we get started on the weather, who knows, right? But the fact of the matter is, is like, I think all of us are kind of done with the the high dew points and the humidity. Like, just get us to like... Long sleeve and shorts weather, and while we're going out, get us to like football. Being able to kind of day drink in the afternoon and watch a bunch of football, like get us there. Don't get us, and that's where I think I can kind of agree with the meme, but I don't, I don't know if I really buy into that. Now, Portnoy's also said like, don't take summer for granted. Don't shorten up your summer. I know uh, Coors Light has a campaign going on about that as well. So. Where do you stand on August, summer, and all of that before we start
1: ranking I mean, I would say it's almost like a Thursday. Okay. It's like we're getting we're, – we're right on the doorstep of, like, fall, which I think – I mean, I feel like – I don't know. Maybe if it's – maybe it's as I'm getting older, but I feel like everyone I know would rather probably the months of September and October are better than July and August. Like I'd agree. Just, just yeah. like – there's just, I don't know, like there's something about it where it's not hot anymore. And Milwaukee in particular, the weather is a little little different. It's because of the lake where you kind of have an extended summer, but it's not, you know, it's not so fucking hot all the time where it's more like in the 60s, you know, for a good two months. So like, and you get the changing of the leaves and all that. And I just, I just feel like, Look at, look at fall as like the weekend, right? Like that's, that's what kind of everyone looks forward to. Now I know what usually what comes after fall kind of sucks, but. So that's your um, Monday. I love this. I know. I
0: mean, so if you're taking out like Christmas and Thanksgiving, like that is a Monday, right? Like, and you could even argue like Christmas is like Thanksgiving and Christmas are your Sunday fun day of like, and it's like. You have that Sunday, maybe you have off Monday, maybe you're just like, fuck the world, I'm gonna go get blitzed and not worry about what's coming. And so that's kind of your Sunday fun day. Yeah, and then January totally. January to like mid March is Monday, Tuesday. And then you start kind of building it back up. I love this. This is this is so well, much better yeah. than the meme. We've we so made to, a better
1: meme. Right. To to tie it to tie it kind of together, like, yes the joke of August being a Sunday uh, without, you know, doing five minutes talking about it. Like we have over overanalyzing it. Like, haha, uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny. But I think, I think, I think we got it solved. Like right now we're in like, it's like Thursday and we got like, you know, give it another month. We're in Friday. Right. And then like Saturday. And then yes, Christmas, Thanksgiving into Christmas, kind of the holiday season, uh, the weather is starting to get, starting to get crappy. A lot of times we don't even have snow yet, though. And then it's just, yeah, it's just misery for like two and a half months. And then, yeah, and then you start to turn the corner. You, you get maybe, maybe to that hump day in March, start to feel better.
0: You got March uh, Madness going, you got baseball right. starting up again, <laughs> like you're you're feeling good, right? NBA playoffs are, are slowly on the horizon, you know, if you're going from a sports calendar's perspective as well. Like, yeah, no, this is perfect. I And look, if somebody it had maybe uh, smoked a little marijuana before listening to this podcast, we are blowing your mind right now. Like, this <laughs> is an out-of-body experience. So you're welcome. Yep. Congrats. But well, let's get to ranking shit, where we basically did just rank things right away. So it fits in to the, basically the premise of today's podcast. So how we're going to do this is Mitch... And I are not going to give you our top fives because guess what? If we both gave each other, gave the top five, it would be a lot of the same bullshit. So what I'm going to do is I'll pick one, Mitchell pick one, whatever. And we'll discuss as we go on, then we'll wrap it up and we'll, we'll look at our list. And maybe an honorable mention, what fell off, what didn't, we start with the green Bay Packers and what to watch this season. The Packer season is slowly, not slowly, quickly approaching. Just got through yeah. preseason game number one. Game number two is this weekend afternoon game. So the Big Jays will get out early on Saturday. They probably will appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and who knows if Jordan Love will play or not? Um, he's been battling that shoulder injury. Um, we'll see. They did just add a, another quarterback. I don't. I can't tell you who this guy is. I
1: thought he wasn't playing. Oh,
0: Love isn't playing. Is that official?
1: I don't know if it's officially official from the team, but I I thought it was kind of understood he wasn't. Maybe I'm oh. mis misinterpreting all the sports talk. But Matt, you might you of, uh,
0: you you are a little more plugged in on the sports talk than I am. Um so I will I'll take well, I mean, the word for it.
1: If you listen to the fan all day and on you know, all week it's been like a foregone conclusion that he's not playing. Oh. So I don't know. I mean so a, lot of, anyway, a lot of a lot of bang. Real, real quick, real quick on your comment about the daytime games. Um, yeah. I had a thought on that too because Last Saturday, I was like, "Oh, the Bears play a noon preseason game like that. Are they like, are they on the, are they on the East Coast or something?" Now they're at home, and I'm like, "That's kind of weird, but yeah, they play all their games at noon. Why don't they fucking play all their preseason? What's with these night preseason games? Absolute horseshit! Like, listen, why, why don't they, why don't they play like they're supposed to? You know like a why? Five games.
0: You know why? It's well, all money, about the yeah. money, baby. Well, it doesn't like this... matter. It does not matter at all. No NFL. It's listen." the reason they're doing it is because the preseason crowd is not the regular season crowd, right? It's a lot of people who sell their tickets. It's some people who can't afford to go to a regular season game. And so because of that, you have people who are probably seeing a lot more of the sights and sounds of of Lambeau and green Bay. So going to title town and things like that. I also think the NFL, the way the NFL network kind of shows a lot of preseason games they kind of want to have like it spaced out. Like I think the game with the Packers and Jets is on the NFL Network this weekend. Yep. So they want to. They kind of want to space it out so only one game gets featured on the NFL Network. That's I think their preference. Um, yep. Which they. And so yeah, well, I think that's it's a, fine.
1: That's fine. I mean, I get that. That that's what they should do. It's like it's almost like I don't understand why it can't just be like a regular season format like that. Then where like you know a couple teams play at noon. They show one game on NFL Network. a Couple teams play at three or three thirty. You know that game's on NFL Network, and then they have an, like a, n- a couple night games. You know, no more than like two. But
0: yeah. also, the other, the last thing on the night game part is some places in America right now are really hot. So, like Jacksonville, right? Like you don't want to be playing yeah. at three thirty in Jacksonville. Like, got to get the. So, I do want to put that out there as well.
1: But, True, no, but then they but they will in two weeks though. So. <laughs>
0: But, but it's September, it's a little bit. I I we yeah. just haven't I mean, talked about seasons,
1: we yeah. literally
0: just talked about seasons, anyways. Let's move on. Um, so I have the number one pick here. I have our our we're, these are cumulative rankings. I think it is extremely easy to pick the number one game to watch the so one game where yeah. you're like, I am not doing anything else but watching this game. Whether you're a fan of watching games at a bar, whether you're a fan of watching with your friends, the game that you want to be in front of your TV is Green Bay against Kansas City. Mahomes and Rogers, November 7th on Fox, 325 start. I mean, that's the premier game of, of the Packers season. That is the the crown jewel, if you will.
1: Yeah, that is, that's where my head went. I mean, I, I have no, no arguing that at all. Um Really, uh, so yeah, I mean, there. I don't know if there's much to say about that, really. No, like, it's,
0: it's it, yeah, it's I, I think just it's the it's probably one of the best, biggest games on the schedule this season. I mean, I would say if, yeah. if you're doing like a list of top five games in all the NFL, if, if it works out the way it's supposed to, Fox has a monster, and I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd have to look that might be the World Series game seven leading. So if you get Game Seven of the World Series at, on the tail end of Chiefs Packers, I mean that'd be incredible. Um, yeah. But but yeah, no, it's it's a surefire number one. It's too bad it's not being played in Green Bay, but so be it. And and by the way, just real quick tangent: the whole reason they did the seventeenth game was so Green Bay could play Kansas City. I hope just everyone understands that. I I was <laughs> on that that island for a while, but it's pretty clear as clear as day. Go ahead. Let's, yeah. So what's, what's your number two here?
1: This is, this is tough. Um, there's a couple other good ones for sure. Uh, I mean, I will probably say uh, Seahawks at Packers. Okay. Is that boring? No, no, no. It's, uh, I, mean, it, I mean, there's, there's, it's really, in my opinion, I'm as a casual, there's, there's a lot to go from after that game.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, you know, for sure.
1: And I don't want to touch on all of them because I want to let you go, but yeah. I'll I'll give you a layup and I'll take Seahawks and Packers.
0: No, I, I think it's a great one. I'll be there actually. That, I'm headed to that, that one. Um so nice. I'll be in the building. And yeah, it's a it's an incredible football. It'll be an incredible game. Um the Seahawks Packers always brings it. It's great rivalry. I think it's become a more fun rivalry for Packer fans because they've been able to beat the Seahawks, especially at Lambeau. Um, Russell Wilson has had some real struggles at Lambeau field. Um, be interested to see what the Seahawks look like this year with out Brian Schottenheimer. Are they still going to want to run the ball as much? Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to, uh, to see that one for sure. Also, uh, Oh, that one's on CBS. So you get Jim Nance, Tony Romo. 325 Mm -hmm. start as well my pick is at san francisco week three nbc 720 packers last year shit pumped the niners the niners have obviously shit pumped us multiple times you'll think that the niners should be pretty much healthy it could be the coronation of like all right this is the san francisco from 2019 is trey lance gonna play um you know, I don't, those are a lot of questions I have. I hope Trey Lance doesn't play, uh, but it'll be, I think that would also be a major statement for the Packers. If they go into San Francisco, they're fully healthy and they come out of there with a victory.
1: Yeah, that was honestly, that was one I was really looking hard at as well, besides the Seahawks for, you know, our second. Um, for So that was three. So, yeah, okay. So you have Packers and Chiefs. Seahawks at Packers and then Packers in San Francisco week three. Um, I'm going to take Packers at home against the Browns on Christmas day. Oh yeah. I I, I thought you were going to go there. Um, I just, I think that's going to be kind of a cool thing. I don't know if I don't really remember the Packers playing on Christmas day. It's probably happened in the last 10 years, but I don't really recall. Um, I feel like, the NFL, maybe maybe it wasn't because now I feel like the NFL has gotten such a big dick that they're they're going to come after the Christmas Day crowd, which is really gutless as an NBA fan. But uh, <laughs> they um, they do this
0: they do this when this when the calendar makes sense and the Packers yeah. have played and it and sometimes it's like Christmas Eve, sometimes it's Christmas Day. They've done that with the Packers have played Chicago, I believe. Uh, they blew yeah. out the Bears on a on a Christmas Day game. You know, they put more key teams on this spot. But yeah, I can, do you have anything else on that Packer Cleveland matchup? I mean, could be a Super Bowl matchup. We'd we'll be very interesting to see.
1: Well, I guess we'll know what the Browns are at that point. Oh um, yeah, for sure. The Browns are the Browns are the Browns and I feel like as we sit right here and on in, in the middle of August, it's like well, the Browns are supposed to be good, but will they be good? Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's so much about them that's inconsistent, but um, I mean, you hope for the sake of the spectacle of the game and you have, you have the Bucks game earlier leading into that Packer game. So mm-hmm. um, it'd be a good day. And you hope for the sake of, like I said, the spectacle of the game that the Browns are, you know, have 11 wins at that point or something. And so do the right. Packers at least. And, you know, it's, it might be. It might be a, a Super Bowl preview. We'll see. Um, sounds weird to say with the Browns, but uh, God willing, they will they'll be a, a good team, and they'll, they'll make the game worth, worth watching as, as much as I am as as hoping.
0: Absolutely. So my last pick, I, I'm kind of, you know, navigating between a lot of things. We haven't picked one of the rivalry games, and that's interesting, right? You know, do you pick the December 12th Bears game, assuming Justin Fields will be there? Do you go with one of the Vikings games? You know, you get the Vikings at home on Sunday night football in early January. I think Kirk Cousins is going to freeze. Like, I just, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to move. Um, Or do you pick one of the flashier matchups? And I'm going to go flashy. I'm going to stick, man. Another NFC West. But I got – give me Packers-Rams week 12, Fox game, um, bye week to follow after. I, I just – there's so much hype around the Rams right now. I think it will only grow if the Rams start out fast. I do believe that Matt Stafford is the modern-day Carson Palmer. He is a good stats, bad team guy. Um, and I know Carson got – Pretty far with Arizona. But still, I just don't believe in this Rams team. And it mostly starts with Matt Stafford. So, I'd like the Packers to hit the Rams in the mouth yet again um, in November.
1: Yeah, I was kind of looking at that one as well. Um, And I I do agree with – I don't know, maybe we're just – for me personally, it's like kind of like bored with the NFC North a little bit. It's just like – I don't know. I've seen the Packers basically – Basically dominate the division the last couple of years, and it's like I don't know. Like, do I really, do I really think the Vikings are gonna? I mean, I think the Vikings will be pretty, pretty good team. I just don't know if it'll come down to, um, you know, that game in January. So
0: I, guess, so I, I'm doing this like eye on the enemy sort of thing, just kind of previewing the season, looking at the Packers schedule and. I did the Bears earlier this week on the Daily Tab and the Vikings yesterday. I'll ask you this question that I kind of wondered out loud to the audience which was, at what point does Mike Zimmer kind of hit his, like, Scott Skiles, Tom Thibodeau, like, all right, fuck this guy? Is it, like, now? <laughs> Has it already happened? Yeah. Like, I mean, only 60% of his team is vaccinated. and We don't need to get into that conversation. And Zimmer, like, basically was like, you guys are assholes, which, you know, whatever your politics are, probably – there is something to that. Maybe you are not being team players, but, but again, it's their choice. And that's 40% of your team. That's not that's not a small sample, right? And so is right. that going to like divide that locker room? I don't know. And to your point, I agree because I, as I said, I've been kind of looking at these two teams and I'm like, it's the same shit. Like it's the same story. All right. If the Bears lose their depth, they're screwed. They're, they look good in their, at their front depth chart they start losing guys it's going to get really ugly really quick and oh yeah they have a good front seven same with minnesota they have delvin cook but can you really trust kirk cousins secondary still trash offensive line is getting better but it's young it's going to take some time for that offensive line to really start coming together like it's the same conversations we've had about the packers or uh, the bears and the vikings for what the last 4 years maybe
1: yeah yeah i mean it's the, it's just the team Seems like everyone else around the Packers is kind of, and the division is this sort of. It is what it is. The last few years, like Packers right. are going to win it. It's probably going to be the Vikings in second, probably the Bears in third, and the Lions. You know, whatever, whatever their records might end up being, and you know, the seventeen games is really going to fuck me up for a while. Probably. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. Just like I just I, you know, it's, it's just going to take a while to get used to. Oh well, the you know the Bears are or the Vikings are a ten and six team well, no, they're probably 10 and seven. You got to, right? you know, and it's kind of a big difference. I don't know. Like it's totally, I agree. I don't know. It's, no, it's, I agree. It's I, and, I've been getting
0: better at it and just kind of doing like, how do I think they'll finish in my, in my head? And yeah, it's it, no doubt Packers schedule, man, on paper. It's not, it's not pretty, but you know, on paper schedules can look different than the actual schedule themselves. I mean, we've certainly said on this podcast, Oh yeah. The schedule looked tough. And then, you know, certain players got injured or this quarterback's not there. And the schedule is not as hard as we thought it was. So it looks bad now, but I, you, it always seems to break a little bit here and there as the season goes on. Let's move to ranking something yeah. else. Let's move on to baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers. I kind of stumbled on my words. I did. They said, you know, maybe they're going to make the postseason. Maybe they won't. Um, it's, Feeling good, would take a monumental collapse for it to happen. They are right now uh the playoff uh, chances, according to ESPN, they're at a ninety-nine point five percent. So I think we can feel all right about it.
1: All right. For well, fans, the Reds, the Reds just lost a series at the Reds just lost a series at home to the Cubs, which is that's yeah. bad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that that you can't have happened. Just in general, that's never. That's never going to be a good thing uh, for, for anyone, really. Um,
1: the but Cubs so are now, trying, trying to lose.
0: Right, exactly. And they won two straight. Don't let them get hot. Um, 54 and 69 on the year. So now we're going to kind of go into ranking the teams we do not want to play in the postseason. Now, this can be AL teams, too. So, yes, yeah, so if you have World mm-hmm. Series aspirations and you want to throw an AL team into that mix – certainly can't. But, Mitch, what is the one team where you're like, God, I do not want to see those fucking guys?
1: Well, also probably pretty easy. Uh, I mean, it's the Dodgers. Ask me. They're just so loaded. I mean, in in every facet, it's it's tough to overcome.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you... You could almost argue, I think we were talking about it, like it, it almost makes sense to maybe play them in five, in five games because you're not playing – you're not going to be having to deal with everybody. If you play in five, maybe you can kind of get away. But, yeah, right now it's rough. You have to deal with Max Schurz or Walker Bueller. And they do have some DL stuff right now, like Kershaw's on the DL. Uh, Julio Urias is also on the DL. So they have some DL guys right now, but still, I mean, they are just a powerhouse with their lineup with now Trey Turner. Um, You know, AJ Pollock's always good. Bellinger has been real trash this year, but if he turns it on at any point, Bellinger and Belly and Yelly, you know, the campaign of a couple of years ago, basically they're both like, if they get hot, look out, right? Like that's been, that's the conversation that both Fur fans and Dodger fans could agree on. So, but yeah, the Dodgers, Mm -hmm. the Dodgers are a juggernaut. I I agree with you there. And they're definitely a team that you don't want to see on your side of the bracket. Number two for me right now. So this is not taking away what they've done all season because, and I'll probably, this probably then will be your third pick, but I'm going to take the Braves. Like I just look at what the Braves are doing right now. And I realize their pitching staff's not great but the additions they made at the deadline to get like Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, Austin Riley is just one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball. They have Freddie Freeman, Ozzy out like that lineup is stacked. Danzy Swanson's been on fire. Like they're just the hottest team in baseball right now. Now, will they be the hottest team in baseball when October starts? I don't know. Right. But if you were to tell me, all right, playoffs start on on Monday, next Monday, who do you want to play? Who do you not want to play? I don't want to play the Braves right now. They are just rolling, and they scare me a little bit.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, along those lines, with being hot, I will go full national media, and I'll say the New York Yankees. oh ho ho. I mean, that lineup that lineup is absolutely insane when, when, it's, oh, yeah. when it's, you know, when it's full, uh, yeah. you know, they are- <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure. I think it goes Lemahu, Rizzo judge like then Gallo and Stanton, I think is what they're doing. You're right. That's
0: the order. I just, I just pulled up what, what their batting lineup is. Tonight against the Red Sox, and they're currently up four to one. Lemayhu, like Rizzo, those guys, Judge, any Gallo, Stanton, can, any
1: one of, yep, any one of those guys can pop one up, and it's a home run in the Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a lot. Now, pitching wise, I don't know if anybody really scares me that much on their team. I mean, Andrew Heaney is awful. You probably wouldn't see him at in the postseason. Uh, Garrett Massive, Cole, obviously, yeah. I guess would 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 terrify. Yeah, me. Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean, but after that, Cole, it's but just that lineup is just crazy. But,
0: but the thing is, right now, to your point about like the hottest team, like Jordan Montgomery's been on a heater. Jamison on is looking like the number one pick that he was years ago for the Pirates. But yeah, they don't have, yeah, never... of, yeah, I know the Pirates giving up on a guy and then him being awesome somewhere else. Both Garrett Cole and Tyon, unbelievable. Um, yeah, after those third guys it'd be great. It'd be also fun to like the only thing that would be fun would be to be able to like raz Diego Herman because he's a piece of shit. So that would be fun to cheer against him and Chapman for that matter which so that that, that part would be fun. But yeah, they are a juggernaut and that's the other thing that's helped him is when Chapman went down like Luisaga to me seems like a better closing option than Chapman. Because Chapman kind of, I don't know, probably cheated. Cause see all of a sudden, after all the sticky shit went away, Chapman became like let a shell of himself. But so that's crazy. Yeah. He took the Yankees real quick, too, just as a tangent. Um, I had to laugh that I was I was running this morning, not a big deal. And get up was doing a baseball segment. They talked about the Yankees and they talked about the Mets. And then Jeff Passan was let go. And it was like, all right, Jeff. Nice to hear from you. We'll talk to you later. It's like cool, awesome, sweet guys. Just talk about the New York teams. <laughs> That's number yep. four for me. Gosh, man, this is tough. You look at the Giants and you're like, they have se- they have 78 wins, and you're like, yeah, all right. And I don't want to. St- I guess I'll take the Giants because I then I would ruin your pick, but I'll take the Giants. I, I will say I'm not as worried about the Giants as those other teams. And it's not because I'm doubting the Giants. It's none of that. It's just, they have a lot of old dudes and old dudes get hurt. Old dudes sometimes run out of gas. I just wonder at some point, will the Giants run out of gas? And that, they still scare me. They're pesky as fuck. They're, they're Cardinals-like. Right, like they remind me of a right. lot of those older Cardinals teams, like the 2011 Cardinals. Like that's the vibe I get from the Giants. But at the same time, yeah, I'm not scared of that. A little scared, but not not well, really scared.
1: I, I was gonna say like they're kind of like the Brewers, where it's like, yeah, oh yeah, the Brewers are much much younger. But like, it's kind of like you look at the roster and you're like, how are these guys like this good? Like, I mean, they, they just, they just win. Like, I don't know. It's like, they play good defense. Their pitching is good enough. You know, they took two out of three against the brewers, just what last, you know, not even two weeks ago. Mm. And it, it was like, well, the brewers easily could have swept that series, but they didn't like, like the giants, like just have, I watched some of their game on, on Wednesday afternoon and it's like, you know, pop-ups are falling in and shit like that. Just, I think they ended up losing to the Mets in extra. Innings. Yeah, they but like, it's just like every fucking thing goes their way. And you know, the Brewers have had a lot of that too. Like, it's just, it, it's not that like, you know, they have some impressive players for sure. And, and they're, they're a wagon, but like, it's just, it's like, of course, you know, of course that dropped in or like, of course that ball carried out or, you know, um, but then you also with the Brewers, it's like you have something like Avi Garcia, who, you know, in that giant series, who single handedly cost them a game, basically. And I mean, on a, on a routine fly ball, just completely, completely lost it. And, you know, so I guess maybe they're not the most lucky team in the world. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, they're just they kind of remind me of the Brewers, too. I do like that St. Louis comparison where it's like, you know, and that's the thing with St. Louis right now is like, are they going to make their run, you know? they always seem to end up there regardless, you know, they just kind of hang in the weeds and, you know, they pull a, they pull a Craig timber and, you know, get hot at the end. And not as much the last couple of years, I guess, but just that Cardinals devil magic um, eventually shows itself, but that's a good comparison with the giants and the Cardinals. I think that's, that's pretty good where they just, they just are a lot of veteran guys and are just, just solid, you know, getting a couple, couple dream seasons from guys that oh yeah like Brandon Crawford that aren't that Darren aren't Ruff. really great hitters but are Darren Rough who can't even run. I mean yeah. like it's bad. Oh yeah, um, it's on
0: it's on his trailer But Brandon, trailer Brandon Crawford's
1: season. like <laughs> Crawford Brandon Crawford's the one that gets me. He's hitting like two ninety and he's like a two fifty career hitter. Like and he's never really hit more than like two sixty. Just he's been kinda in that like two thirty to two sixty range his whole career. And all of a sudden, the series hit like, 285. It's like, I don't know. But you need guys like that. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: They clean up on the Cardinals. So, they won a World Series in 2011, as we all know. Then lost the NLCS, went back to the World Series in that three-year kind of run. And then NLCS losers, NLDS losers had a little gap year. But they... They haven't actually won a National League Championship Series game since 2014. They got there in 2019 and got swept. But, yeah, they've they've kind of fallen a little bit on tough times. They were, you know, they're not necessarily the every year habitual favorite, as really belongs to the Brewers. I mean, the Brewers are closing in on their fourth straight playoff appearance, which is absolutely absurd.
1: Yeah. Um, um, who's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, you're right, but I don't know. Last year did not count. I mean, oh, I was know. An Embarrassment. Look, man, and I then, and, 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 and then and the last two of the last two playoff appearances. I mean, uh,
0: we we uh, can talk. Okay. I mean, that that's it another counts, podcast but. for another time. But like, I mean, you think about 2019. If they if Trent Grisham makes that play, they probably don't make it to the World Series. So they don't Yelich, right? But that Dodger team was beatable because the Nationals beat them, you know? And they got it done. And, and all of a sudden, the Nationals rode the wave of that one-game playoff as, into a World Series. I don't think the Brewers would have yeah. won the World Series without Christian Elish don't, don't mistake mistake that. But I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have gave the Dodgers a series. They had a lot of talent on that roster. That's just too bad. And then the what if? Does Trent Gresham even get traded? is you know how does that all go? Who knows? Very,
1: very interesting yeah. stuff. Who's your last team? So I'm up, I'm up with five, huh? Yeah. So to recap. I mean, yeah. Go
0: ahead. Oh no, you don't have you. You don't need the recap. We don't need the recap.
1: Oh, I mean, well, we could. It's just Dodgers. No, it's
0: Dodge, and- Dodgers. It is Dodgers. It is the Braves, it is the Yankees, Giants. So will he go national league or will he venture off to the American league again?
1: You know, I mean I guess well, I mean, San Diego's sitting there, but I think I'll take the White Sox. Yep. Just because I don't know what San Diego is. They're kind of not as good as People thought. Now they have Jake Arrieta, and people are shitting on him for that. And uh, you know, Tatis is kind of in a weird spot where they moved him to the outfield now because he has a bad shoulder or something. Um, I'm just kind of confused as to their season. So I'll I'll take the, the probably the the White Sox, who um, look uh, also another lineup that is impressive that has gotten gotten healthier the last month or so right with like Jimenez coming back and uh Luis Robert coming back uh the pitching is good uh Lance Lynn Chuck's favorite it's Lance Lynn you know uh Lucas Giolito that bullpen is just nothing but flamethrowers you know I I just I love their team um except for their
0: except for their asshole manager
1: Yes, and it'd be great to take him out in the World Series, wouldn't it? Oh um, God,
0: oh my God, that that t- taco! If you if I could go Bucks Championship, Brewers Championship with beating Tony Larusa, I might just die. I might just be like, all right, it's good. I'm <laughs> I'm good. Like I'm just gonna go into Lake Michigan. I'll see you guys later. Like I'm 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 <laughs> happy. I don't need anything else.
1: That would be yeah, a dream, man. That would be. But it would be sweet.
0: What will be really annoying is if the White Sox do make a run in the postseason, you're going to hear the fucking all the big Jays. Well, you know, that's Tony Larusa Russa postseason. He's been there before. He knows what he's doing. It's going to be the worst. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's no, going to be. It already started a little bit during the, uh, the Field of Dreams game where you had oh, yeah. Buck Joe Buck kind of. He, he he said quote i love tony LaRusso. um nice and it was like all right well i wonder why you know uh like because you are a cardinals homer is that is that, a, is that possibly exactly. why exactly noted um, because, noted st louis up, right because he grew up going to going to the stadium all the time while, while La Russa was managing Probably more like in the '90s. Well, I don't know. Maybe Christ Joe Buck is probably older than I think. Um, maybe not. I don't. Know. When did La Russa start managing the Cardinals? Like mid '90s.
0: Uh,
1: let me see. I mean, Joe facts. Buck was probably already doing NFL games on Fox by then. Yeah, Joe Buck was so. probably working.
0: Yeah, Tony Larusa took over the Cardinals in 1996. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Joe Buck, I think, was already at Fox at that point. Their best player yeah, according was. to – you? could you guess their best player according to war in
1: 1996? The Cardinals? Yeah. Um, Brian Jordan, I don't know.
0: Yes. No, that's right. That is correct. 5.5
1: really?
0: 5 war, yeah. <laughs> they lost wow. in uh, – they lost in seven games to the Atlanta Braves in the NLCS that year, and then in a pivotal game seven, they lost fifteen to nothing. Brutal. By lot that that talk about another thing that would take me a walk to Lake Michigan. Fifteen nothing game seven, definitely a walk to a walk to Lake Michigan because that's that's brutal. I can't have that. Anyways. They lost
1: to the Braves, fifteen to nothing.
0: Yeah, in Game Seven yeah. of, of a to go to the World Series to face the Yankees, the Braves scored six runs in the first inning, and it was curtains ever since. So, yeah, pretty easy game for Tom Glavine. Wow. Um, all right, let's move on. We've talked way too much about the Cardinals. I'm sick, um, and they're beating our Bruce. NBA game. So I, I actually this I thought this was interesting because I feel like there are right and wrong answers to this. Like there, the first two we did, there aren't wrong answers. They're they're discussion topics, whatever. But this one, I actually think there are right and wrong answers to, and it is when you play on Christmas Day. The Bucks playing at one p.m. against the Boston Celtics. Um, there is a 130. early game. One thirty. Thank you. First game is at eleven. Second the third game is at four. The fourth game is at seven. And the last one is at nine thirty. So Mitch, as because I'm nice and you're the NBA fan, as you noted, what's your top what rated time slot for Christmas Day?
1: Uh I mean, at one thirty is pretty nice.
0: That's right. Uh, that's
1: hard. That's hard to. That's hard to go go wrong with that because you have time on the morning to open your presents. You know, do what you got to do on Christmas morning. Um, eat a nice brunch or something, and also not really interfere with the Christmas ham at, at night. You know, the game's solidly and over by. It'll be over by four o'clock Central Time, and and you go right into uh, a christmas dinner or whatever it doesn't really you know it's it's sort of that to me is like your prime time window on a christmas day um just you know not too late not too early it's just it's just a nice slot i mean I, i'm i'm going to take that number 1 I,
0: and look you're not going to be fighting with your racist uncle to turn off the bucks for the packer game because they everyone's bucks fans now no one's going to be like, oh, yeah. turn this shit off. I'm not watching the NBA. Nice. Oh, I love you honest. Nice like, I love you honest. So here's the thing. Mood has changed. It's different. It's different around holidays. We'll all get around together and watch the Bucks. Love it. No, I think 130 is a good spot. I, In non-packer years, I'll choose the 4 p.m. game. I think even though it's a little bit later, I still think you can plan around that all right. Like, all right, maybe we do a Christmas lunch. Things are wrapping up. We can eat at halftime, um, maybe eat a little bit later. That to me, I like the 4 p.m. slot. Um, I think it will to me, for the 4 p.m. Christmas slot will always signify. I know the seven is now the premier slot. The 4 p.m. was always like the slot in when we were growing up as kids. So that's kind of how I look at it and still look at it. So I think that it just says a lot about your team. If you're playing at 4 PM on Christmas.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like the afternoon NFL primetime slot. 100%. You know, like for me, admittedly, I rarely, rarely watch Sunday night football unless it's the Packers. And even then it's like first half and I'm done because I cannot stay up that late on a Sunday. Um, and so the, the late night Sunday game it, it, to me, the afternoon game is where you want to be. And, yep. you know, they do a pretty good job in the NFL of that, so, you know, I agree to me. That's that, that, that I, I don't know if it's ever, I think they messed with the time slots a little bit the last couple of years. I, I feel like, wasn't it always, wasn't there like a two thirty game and then like a five That's and, it. Then like, yeah, and then like, and then they would go to, and then they would go to like switch it over to ESPN at like seven 30 and there's like a nine o'clock game or something, or I don't, maybe I'm, you know, I don't know. No, they used to start games at nine thirty central, I think, you know, yeah, but you're right. they changed it's, that. So the, time the four o'clock, changed. the four o'clock central time is, I agree with you that that's, that's correct. So next, next is going to have to be the seven o'clock central time uh, slot. That's just, that's the correct answer. No, Unless you disagree. It, it, I just, no, think that, I do.
0: I do. Um, Look, okay. by seven o'clock, let me make a case. I, I see what you're saying. Let I'll give. Let you make your case. I will make mine while you're wrong.
1: But go ahead. Well, I just, I mean, seven o'clock has turned into the kind of the prime time. You know, they've they've changed the Lakers from being that two thirty game to now giving them the the night game. The last couple of years, I, I don't believe. Well, yeah, they were on last year, but yep. I don't recall. No, them the slot they had. Okay. I don't know. That that Christmas Day twenty twenty was not really Christmas NBA showcase. No. It was just oh we gotta hurry up and start the season so we can have games on Christmas Day. And <laughs> yep. um and it just was uh, kind of a preseason feel. But um <clears throat> yeah, I mean I don't know, just that that seven o'clock Christmas night again, you're probably done with dinner and uh you're maybe, I don't know, sneaking off to the, to the man cave or something. And you can, you can enjoy that, that seven o'clock game and, and still gets better at a reasonable hour. And yeah, I mean, and if you're talking about specific games this year, I guess that's, that's and Lakers and that's what, what the world wants to see. And they're going to get it at, at seven o'clock.
0: Here's, okay.
1: So now, I now tell me why a, I'm wrong.
0: No, no, no. You make a good case. I'm saying this, this is more selfish why you're right from a non-personal side of things. From just the hundred mile view, you're right. But as someone who does two Christmases in one day, actually I did three, in two in one location, one at my parents' house. When I get done and I'm home around seven or eight o'clock, I am wiped. I am absolutely exhausted. So I just don't know if I have the mental fortitude to be watching basketball. By 7 o'clock, like, I'm getting ready for a nap. Like, that's what I'm doing. And so I don't want to treat my Bucks that way, that I'd be trying to nap through their game. I'd need, like, an extra cup of coffee with second round of dessert. Like, I would just – I would need to power through it to watch the Bucks that late. And I know that – and then that obviously leaves us to 9.30, which obviously I'm not picking here. I'm picking the early start. Cause I actually, I don't hate the early start because it's like, all right, get up, start your day. And then you have the rest of the day for everything else. Uh, The only way the early one fucks you is if you do, if you do a lunch. So it's more of a personal thing against the seven than it is what you're saying, which you're right. The seven, I think the seven is the right answer. I would say my personal, where I'm going is I would go in the morning, 'Cause I think that's seven o'clock when I'm like ready, ready to start kind of winding down the night because I'm I'm getting tired from a lot of eating, a yeah. little bit of drinking, and just a lot of fake smiling. Yeah. That
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh that that seems yeah, that gets to be a full day for sure. Um Yeah, I don't know. I guess what are we at fifth?
0: Nine thirty. Yeah, we just um, together. Nine thirty stinks. I, if the Bucks are ever on at nine thirty, I will consider it a disrespect by the league. Um, yeah. I think that's just where...
1: they would not do that. They wouldn't Yeah, that's that's like a... that's the token jazz game or like it is this year. You know, they throw the they throw the clippers and jazz or the nuggets and jazz. lazy well, One year it was like yeah, if the Blazers get a Christmas Day game, it'd be obviously the, the late-night game when you're just kind of sick of it. And, you know, I don't know. Probably only the te- the fans of those teams are watching by then. And, I mean, I think the Timberwolves played one, like, maybe yeah. five years ago. They got a Christmas Day game against Oklahoma City when OKC still had everybody, I think. Or, like, at least Russell and KD. But, um that was that was like that was a seven o'clock game I want to say like that time, time slot before that had been um you know robbed by you know or had been overtaken by the sudden like prime time edition of of NBA Showcase on Christmas Day when they had you know when it was kind of it was like an 11 a.m. then like a or like a noon and a 2:30 then like a five and then like a seven or something. And it was, it was flip over to ESPN. We're done with national TV after 7 o'clock. And you had Minnesota. And when everybody thought they were going to be the, like, heading to the finals that year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they did not. So, um, yeah, that, that, that night game is, has always been, I they, like, they would never put an Eastern Conference team on, like, a West Coast trip out in you know, on Christmas Day. I, yeah. do. I don't think that would ever happen.
0: Yeah, I, I okay. doubt that even would. If... I Yeah, there's not – they wouldn't even do, like – I'm trying to think who would be a team they could throw out there to be, like, a late-night thing. Yeah, I don't think they would They would do that on Christmas. Also, I think for those these guys, you know, they try to, I'm sure, accommodate schedules so they're not gone from families. Like, that would be kind of bullshit to be like, hey, where you're playing out – you right. know, I guess Brooklyn's going to probably deal with that a little bit, right? Brooklyn playing out west. Is it going to be wrapping yeah. up a West Coast trip Or is it just going to be starting a West Coast trip So it will be interesting To see when the, the yeah. full schedule Goes out
1: They, uh, Larry Harris was on the uh, I think the big show on Wednesday Sparky's buddy The Bucks' former GM Larry Harris yeah. Works for the Warriors Has been working for the Warriors for like 10 years now uh, They talked about that Like how how do players perceive Playing on Christmas Day And he had an interesting answer Like you know guys he's like teams like us the warriors are you know he's without saying it, he said like we're kind of sick of playing on on christmas day he said like you know unless they have a home game if they're given a home game then like their players are more receptive to it because they're at home and they're they can be with their families you know that day and um you know but he said but you know for for organizations that might not be as used to it it's it's still a it's like the highest honor of just just like it still is he said but you know it was just interesting like i guess i hadn't really thought about like how much that would factor into players reactions to being on christmas day um the bucks are on what third year in a row third year in a row now
0: and this is their first home home christmas gate day game that they have had so that that adds an element uh for sure and i know i heard calvin johnson i think it's a little different in the nfl where calvin johnson's like yeah Plan on Thanksgiving Day. It was just kind of part of the routine, right? Like we always plan Thanksgiving Day, so it wasn't like anything changed year to year. You always were the Thanksgiving Day game. Same with you know the Cowboys, and then, but yeah, I'm sure for that team that's like rotating that third game that the NFL added, because again, greed r- rules all, Mitch. Like they probably struggle with like, oh shit, we got to get ramped up for for the Thanksgiving Day game that, I mean, yeah. And that can't be fun. Like, I, I think that would probably be the least fun thing about the NFL, right. Or the NBA is like, and probably working too. Like, it's like, I have to work on I got to work on a holiday. Like that's, that's what's being asked of me. And that, that would stink and good shout out to a lot of those people behind the scenes who do have to work. So yeah, this year, wow. Weird one. They're doing Buffalo at new Orleans is the uh, Thanksgiving night game. That's a bizarre, bizarre Thanksgiving day, Thanksgiving night game. Yeah. Seems like like,
1: they should at least do, like, I feel like what, like a great Thanksgiving night cap is always like Ravens and Steelers, like just a great rivalry game that might not necessarily be, you know, the traditional uh, Lions or Cowboys game. I I just, to me, that seems like, I don't know. I I like that matchup, like on a Thanksgiving night, Ravens and Steelers are like, you know, or, or like another maybe another NFC North matchup or something, Packers and Bears, yeah. something like that.
0: Yeah, they, they this is the first um, they this is the first time they've kind of deviated from the rivalry. Like looking last year, it was Steelers Ravens. Now they had to play it on Wednesday because a bunch of COVID stuff. And then the year before that, it was New Orleans at Atlanta, so that was a rivalry game. And then the year before 2018, just put a bow on it was Atlanta and New Orleans. So it seems like New Orleans is maybe that team that's going to be like the third team. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, New Orleans, big stadium. Now, granted, they're not a, a premier team, I think, until we know what their quarterback looks like. But I I don't hate, like, is New Orleans is your third team. Like, all right, cool. That, that's your third team. It's weird that they're all in the NFC,
1: but so be it, whatever.
0: I don't care. Yeah. All yeah, right.
1: It's always interesting to, to to think about what they they could do and what they actually do for for games yeah. on, on prime time and, and showcase days and stuff. I, listen, I you would know, love. As, I, I, I guess as oh god, would... we are we are kind of sports media nerds. So like, oh yeah, this just, is this we is like fair. To, we like to we like Who to answers listening. when it comes to to things like that. Yeah, because but you're right. Like we do.
0: And I think one of the greatest things would be to just sit down with an MLB NBA NFL schedule maker and just literally have a 10 one hour, I could have a two hour, three hour conversation about the process because I would just try to replicate it on my own. And I just start building schedules like a, a complete nerd to really, to really round it out, to be like, Oh, they could have done this. Like fucking
1: way. like, like your fucking rain, man.
0: I listen I back okay. This maybe I should admit this. Maybe I shouldn't admit this. I used to, as a kid, I used to like play football in the house where I would like and I would do like imaginary football. It's just me and I would have like lineups. I would have teams. I would have games. Like, I mean, it was there was a lot there. And I think I did it for both football and basketball and maybe baseball too. It was, yeah. Some could say maybe maybe a little bit of uh, certain certain tizzes. but yeah, um, it was uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that yeah did, did for a while actually, and uh, yeah, it was it was yeah. a lot of fun. I had a good time with it. You know, I didn't I get yelled at for playing video games, so I was like, fuck, I'll just do my own video games, you know, outside or you know in in the in the living room, and then I break something, my mom get mad, but what are you gonna do?
1: Well, yeah, it's like you think about like when you're when you were little, like God, how did I pass the time? Like time flew by, and I, 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 what the fuck did I do? And there you go, that's exactly what we did. Was we just we played played football and shit by ourselves in the backyard. I did that too. Same stuff. Yeah,
0: and like and also too, like hanging up pictures in your in your room, and then you graduate from hanging Sports Illustrated pictures to hanging Sports Illustrated swimsuit models, you know. It's just how it goes. And that's yeah. puberty right there. Explained in maybe less than less than a minute. But before we go deeper into the rabbit holes, um we're gonna take next week off. I, I know I've mentioned my marriage a few times. You guys are probably getting sick of it. Like yeah, you fucking know you're getting married on Saturday. No word on whether Murph, Mitch, and I will bring out a recorder after after the wedding is over. Kind of a recap. Um, probably not. Um, given all of our BACs at that point. Um, and then we'll be yep. back next week. The week after college football will be right around the corner. Um, we'll talk about what the Badgers are looking like and big 10 and who knows what else. I'm sure we'll, we'll miss a lot. We'll have a lot to uh, talk about and then we'll be in the throes of the NFL after that. So should be good. Um, can't wait. And definitely, excited uh excited to take just a little bit of a break i'll still be doing podcasts um i think i've told you guys on daily taps and stuff i'll be doing them until i can't then on i think i'll have a couple just baked in shows on thursday and friday so you can just get those whenever you want um and then that takes a little pressure off me but uh anything else left for the people mitch
1: nope it's just uh you know we're we're obviously taking uh the week off for a good cause. And obviously as as you head into crunch time, if you will, it's probably for the best to give, give yourself maybe a few extra hours next week. And, uh, you know, can't wait for it.
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited. Can't wait for it either. And uh, love having you, you uh, by my side as we're, uh, we're getting ready, get ready to do the damn thing. And uh, I hope you enjoy sitting through, sitting through an hour long church service. Oh, it'll be, it'll be worth it. Oh, yeah, it will be just we can't have father john go long that's we got some vegas odds on that we got to keep him on the under here um because that's that's not good and how last thing are you scared about the open bar with our friend group um yes or no uh <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: a little you know i mean it's just uh, i mean drink management is is tough
0: Oh, buddy, I have, I am on like severe drink management. Like I am like, I know the goal of the goal of the wedding besides just getting married, doing all the things I'm supposed to saying hi to everybody is just don't be the drunkest girl at the
1: party. Like, and I was going to say like, you're going to be getting, you're going to be getting worked like a rented mule. Just, Oh yeah. I mean, it's just your, your head's going to be spinning, man. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll figure out a process and we'll see if that process works. And then we'll see if i have to do like a press conference after. Like, Charlie, talk to us about your drink management. How do you think it went? Well, trying to stay like on like the seltzer, like beer train. And then someone bought me a bourbon and then it all kind of spiraled out of control. And now I'm talking to you guys. Do you think well, that's where it all went wrong? No, I'm just kidding i will be good. I'll
1: figure what, it. What 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 kills you? What kills you as the wedding party is the party bus. I mean, that's just yeah, it just is. Uh, it's hard to explain. Uh, I think I'm sure. I think a lot of anyone listening to this has probably done it before, and it's like I've done it. I think twice now, and it's like, man, it's it's tough to because it's like you, you you've you've gotten dressed up, and you feel like you know, some people do it differently. Well, no, I mean, you've had the ceremony, so you kind of feel like you're maybe off your, your brain wants to be like, I'm off the clock. And then it's like, I don't know, at least like both times I've done it. It's like, Oh fuck, I got to like do a grand March now. And not like, it's not that it's like super, you know, I have to be sober for that, but it's like, you're still like in front of people and you don't want to do anything stupid. And you know, you've had like, eight to 10 drinks already. And you're like, you're like, just barely, you know, you just barely within, uh, keeping it together. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's a
0: real tough one, but yeah, the party bust is going to be, it's going to be the biggest time where you're like, all right, just smooth it out. I'm just there, get there. We're good. Don't let people buy you drinks too much. Just kind of always have something. Even if it's like ice cubes, right? Just be like, ah, I'll get my next one,
1: you know, when I, when I get
0: my next one. And hopefully just because I have to talk to so many people that it'll kind of, the drink management will manage itself on its own. And, you know, I I cut it loose at the last 30, then I cut it loose at the last 30. And there's not as many people around and it's only, only a few of us. So excited. It's going to be fun um i i probably get killed if i do a game review of my own wedding um so stop asking um if people will ask probably won't but if you ask me at 11 on my wedding night i get one you never know all right guys take care of yourself back in a couple weeks see ya peace